You have reached Antioch Speak. <laughs> Live reporting from my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So you have a covenant that God makes with King David that there would be a king that would reign on his throne forever. Somewhere along the line, people have taken women, honor men, and, you know, obeying men and has twisted it to such a distorted thing that women don't have as much value. In um, she said she, was, she wasn't having a panic attack over something bad that happened. She was freaking out because, like, God spoke to her. And um, the Lord told her, I had a vision of me standing before a crowd and preaching the gospel to a bunch of people and people getting saved. Success, like thinking that success will fulfill the emptiness in you and success will make you feel worthy and it will give you worth. And in, in a sense, like, I believe God wants us to be successful, but success doesn't mean money. It doesn't mean women or men or designer bags or billion dollar homes or you know a bunch of zeros in your bank account because people can say oh I serve a church but they can serve it without having their heart in it they can serve it for the image of serving a church there's a difference between I've learned over between watching my parents serve watching other people serve and just serving in different churches and in different environments that it's a lot to do with the heart of the person and how they come off and how they serve. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there. Brad, this is AntiochSpeaks.com. Have you listened to one of my podcasts yet? I have not. Did you read a blog? I read what you showed me in the uh, cafe. Do you care about me at all? I care very much about you. Hmm. So, in the most recent news of our friendship, you yeah. deleted me from Facebook. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, I saw that I needed to add you for people I may know, and uh, I know you deleted me, dude. <laughs> I went and checked. You sent me a text, and when I got the text, I got upset, and I rushed to my social media, which I don't usually look at. And I was still friends with you, so I don't know. Did you create another account? Maybe? The burner account? No. <laughs> Is that what they call them? Yeah. So, I haven't done one of those in uh, many, many, many years. I don't want to. I know we have a fast listening audience of 20 people now. That's a solid town base, though. I don't want to put anybody on blast, but every friend of mine that's still in active addiction has mm -hmm. more than one burner account. More than one? <laughs> I've got a friend. <coughs> I, I, I maybe every six weeks adds another one. What do they do with these uh, with multiple burner accounts? I, I have no idea. I've only had one. All right, Facebook account. And I guess it's been thirteen years. Maybe. I think I'm about to say for Facebook. So when it came out, when Facebook came out, I was not going to get it. I mean, yeah, I fought it. MySpace was I was in MySpace all the way. <laughs> MySpace is still cool. Justin Timberlake was that? Really? I think so. Might be a good investment one day. Well, it seems like I should have been paying like dividends by now, but like he bought it a while back. You just think I don't know. I don't know what's going on. That's interesting news. I did not know that. Um, TikTok. You have TikTok? I love TikTok. I'm addicted to TikTok. Uh, the little DIY, little find videos, and uh, 
porn star people pop up all the time. Really? Yeah, I don't know how they. You know, porn stars try to add me on Snapchat. Is that right? I never do it. I do. I gave a porn six years ago. Is that right? But you remember when you came by the house um, when I had that house in Woodstock? Yeah. Um, I went through a phase there where I was looking at like women in underwear dancing, and my buddy said, "Hey, man, that's about the same." Porn. That's pretty close, I would think. So I, uh, it does whatever, like, polychemically in your brain that the same, I would think. So that's the kind of talk that I wanted to have with you. Okay. It's a, it's a religious website. I, 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 I'm, it's not even religious. We're Antioch. You know what it is? You ever heard of it? I've heard of the word Antioch because my brother lived off of the Antioch Road once, but I have no idea what it means. Okay, so in the Bible, um, you, you read the Bible, Brent? I do not. You remember where that line is from Pulp Fiction? Yes. You read the Bible, Brett. Okay, so in the Bible, there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. I, I knew that. The New Testament is after Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament is before. After Jesus um, was crucified, there was a group of people, um, some were his disciples, you know, from when he was alive, Peter and all of them. And then there was a Paul that was a Jewish guy who believed in Jewish law. Murdered Christians and he converted. These people trained in Antioch of Syria. Okay. And then they went out into the world and preached the gospel. Then they come back to Antioch. And they, so it's the they The first time someone used the word Christian was in Antioch. Would you say that Antioch is like the mecca of Christianity? It is the cradle. They call it the cradle of Christianity. Okay. So that's why we call it Antioch Speaks. We feel like that. Training for the gospel, going out, coming back, training, and a lot, uh, a lot of the people in the group are in their uh, early twenties, late twenties, and they're interning at churches, and they own worship teams, and two of the guys um, are ordained ministers. I have a buddy that's ordained, yeah. So that's cool. Um, last night, something special happened to me, and and I'll tell you about it, and then we'll start talking about you. Is I have friends that say they've been called to preach. Have you ever heard of someone say they had a calling on their life? Or No, I've heard of a rebirth, but I, that's what I would assume that like it would be a calling to life would be like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, people say they have callings to give. So I have a friend who says that the Lord told him to marry his wife, um, etc., etc., and I never knew what any of that meant. Has, have you ever heard the audible voice of the Lord? Where you can literally hear, like, hear God, not, but not from any sane person, though. Yeah, if I told you that, if I told you God told me something, you would think I was insane. Well, if, if you said that you heard God's voice and He told you to do something, I think that, I don't know if I think you were insane, but I think, like, maybe uh, I'd keep an eye out for you for sure. Well, maybe, um, what do they call it? Is it lithium? Uh, is that where they sedate Yeah, like what's the drug that you use your voice and telling you? Uh-huh. So I have friends that say this, they have calling, and I always thought of that. When someone said I had a calling on my life, I thought, oh, you heard God tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's not necessarily what they mean. Sometimes maybe someone speaks into their life. Is that when they, like, uh, like they feel that they found their purpose? Is that sure. Yeah. One of them, maybe. Right. So, um, as I was meeting these people and they would tell me they, they were called to preach, I always just thought you were um, arrogant and you 
you want to take the stage and you believe that, so you're using God. I've met a lot of people in my life that use God to uh, manipulate situations. Sure. So that's that's my experience, and that's what I always thought it meant. But it's not your own experience, though. Like you had last night, a woman came up to me during worship and said that the Lord said I would preach to you. the gospel. She said it to me. She put her hand on my head and said she's going to pray for me and told me that she looked at my life. And then I went back to my friend and said, hey, man, I, this woman just told me that I was going to preach. And he goes, yeah, we we already knew that. Well, that's a weird As in my, my group of friends, I guess. So I feel I've been called to preach now. Uh, I mean, you you do it on a low-key level, but like, when we get together, like, I mean, it's not preaching, but it's, I mean, what is preaching? Like, it's like advice, it's a, it's a guidance, it's... Um, this morning, so this is, this is what's also weird. Every morning, um, something comes to me, a topic, and, and I, I'm, I've been writing sermons for a while. Right. I just didn't think of them as sermons. I thought they were like lessons or something for myself, like journaling or something. Okay. Um, this morning, envy came to mind. I don't know if you ever read any scripture, but there's a scripture that says love is kind, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not, you know, love is long-suffering. Have you ever heard of this before? No. Interesting. No. I, do you date women? or I have dated one or two. Women love to love scriptures. Okay. Most girls have heard. Is money in love scriptures? For the... That was a joke. Yeah, it's funny. No, the root of all evil. The, money is, the love of money is the root of all evil. No, um, so anyway, uh, the point is I, I wrote a thing on envy um, today, and, and I, you know, from time to time I write them, but I think some of the conversations we have are, I don't know, just people talking. I, you know, obviously. They're very important to me. I remember our last one was on Christmas. We spoke on Christmas. Well, from Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, it was a long one. It was a good one. I was at that I had some revelation that night. I I always love our conversations. I always feel like I get something out of it, whether it's what you want me to get out of it or not. I I come away with maybe not a different perspective, but I don't know. I feel like it 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 it, it gives me something and I enjoy it. That's why I wanted to interview you. All right. Perspective. Yeah. I I think you <clears throat> I, I don't know you that well. I just know I met Jimmy. You did? But I've never met Jimmy's wife, or I think I saw her at the bar one time. She would be the homely looking lady, the kind of real like twitchy. And it's like, like springy hair, like playing bag clothes uh, time. Just, if she was around Jimmy, then that, that was her. And he has two, two sons? Yeah, two sons, Timothy 16 and David. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there. Okay, so Jimmy. We're talking about Jimmy's kids. I was fascinated by them having biblical names. Yeah. That's, I think, where we were when the bathroom crew came in. Timothy was uh, her dead uncle's name. Um, so, you know, like people die and then they think that they were closer and better than what they actually were. He was a heroin addict that died and all of a sudden became the family, uh, I don't know, they put him up on a pedestal. 
And then David was my cousin. He was uh, he, he was a good dude. Like he he died of colon cancer, and he was uh, yeah. So the, they were family names, not so much. Religious so all the names, names American culture, American sure. culture. Yeah. Peter, Paul, Michael, David, mm-hmm. John, James. These are all Jimmy. They're just American names at this point, not necessarily biblical. Um, you did mention to me that your stepdad had religion of some sort catholic yeah he was raised uh, catholic he had four or i'm sorry he was the fourth brother and had a sister so five kids total what do you think about catholicism you think if you get if you got into religion as you get older you know how older i really i really enjoy like how they forgive and like uh you know you show up you you do your hail marys and let you have some beers and don't you know I've heard of Catholic guilt, though. Like, I, I think I'm a big fan of it. You're a big fan of... Oh, okay, what is Catholic guilt? I don't I've know. never heard of it. Okay, it's I've like never a, heard of it. It's, uh, it's supposed to, like, you know, guilt you into the right uh, path, I think. Or, okay. like, parent, like you know, how parents will guilt you into stuff. Like, that's part of the Catholic guilt. I don't know. Yeah, I think that parents use uh, religion on small children to scare them from doing wrong things. Well, they use spooky words. So yeah. yeah, fire, hell, damnation. Hell. What do you think about hell? Do you think it's there? Uh, I, I do not. I personally do not. Do you have, um, in your opinion, an ethical code or a moral code? Sure. Where do you think it came from? As uh, parents, I think it starts at home. Uh, you know, you're raised a certain way, and I think that the, they set the uh, they set you down on the path, man. Like. And then eventually, like, the older you get, you know, you start getting into those uh, later teen years, early 20s, and, you know, you, you start making decisions, and, like, you're, you, you'll be put at a crossroads where you can go down here or whatever, and, like, you know what's right and wrong. Like, people know. Like, I think it's it maybe even instinctual. Like, it, like, you know it's wrong to steal. Like, it's not yours. There are, there's, some, there's some basic morals that, that make sense. Uh, taking life is obviously something you feel is wrong inside, I think. Right. Um, people who have rather, you, you remember, uh, we worked with a guy um, was a waiter at O'Charlie's. I, I don't like to say names a lot when I'm recording, but I'm going to try and get you to remember he was a Marine and he was sent home early. He had been injured. Yeah. He was a good guy. Real short. fun. Yeah, sure. Just had a baby. Real fun to be around. Yeah. Real fun. I think that he may have killed someone or two or more. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever get past it. I don't think it ever just is something that settles with you. I think it always is in the back of his head. I could, I can only imagine, man. Like I've, I when I was a young teenager, like uh, I, you know, I'd look up crazy videos on the internet, and like I saw something, like a video of something, and it's still, I can still, it's it messes with my head to this day. So that's no doubt. Yeah, if you were you know, doing wrong, it, kill can, somebody. Yeah, and then lying. Do you think the the whole thing about lying? Where do you think that? What, what is the? I don't think what's it's the deal with lying. I don't think it's so black and white. I think there is a gray area. You know, um, if you're not doing it to be deceitful, well, I guess all lies are deceitful. If you're not doing it like maliciously or like. Uh, we had a friend. Um, we were working on a project, <coughs> and the way she was doing it, I. Thought it was kind of messy and sloppy. Doing what? Well, like we were working on a project. Okay, I, I'll give you. I'll try to give you specifics. We we're working on a project, 
in the sense of maybe a testimony or a lesson or a story mm-hmm. she was trying to tell and she was a little unprepared and it came out and it sounded a little weird like if a young girl had heard that it would it would have sounded like a little off and i spoke up and said hey, this, i think it's a little off and we need to adjust it, it, it not be that way but the some of the other people that were in the room were like ah, it's fine you know it's fine because they didn't want her feelings sure, to get yeah. hurt. however if that was something we shared it may have hurt her feelings more to hear that from someone else to hear my criticism as a friend and someone close to her out of someone else's mouth who maybe isn't know her so like, i'm saying you know that that's the opportunity for me to look at her face and go yeah it's fine go ahead and release it or Go ahead and wear that. You look fine. Well, it's kind of like the like the new the married couple, you know, like the wife makes uh, an overcooked meatloaf or something, and the guy smiles and says like he loves it, you know, just enough. But if you know now she's going to continue to do that. She's going to make the meatloaf right. this way for See, there's every a, event. She's going to get reaction. a new job, make it for the new boss, right. and it's and if you just would have been like honest and maybe like hurt her feelings that one time, like you wouldn't have had the the truth loaf. hurts. The yeah. truth hurts. It does. It, the truth is not certainly so. But, you know, lies are wrong. Um, those two things are in the Ten Commandments. You've heard mm-hmm. of these Ten Commandments? I do. I've heard of them, yes. Here's the, here's the commandment a lot of people have a hard time with. Thou shall not have any gods above me. I think it's the first one. That's the first commandment? I think it's the first commandment. It's not thou not shalt kill? Mm-hmm. That's like the seventh. That seems low on the list. <laughs> okay, that's where, exactly where I'm going with this. In your moral ethical code that was built from perspective and probably Brad's opinion, where you don't want people to treat you this way, so it became an ethical code over time. What do you think? Obviously, murder is the greatest. Yeah. What would be the next level? What would if your list? If you had ten, how would you go? Thou shalt murder. Um, don't covet my wife. Like, don't steal my wife. I, I don't want that to happen. So that okay. So, um, covetness. Covet is just you're like wanting or like jealousy, right? Like yeah. not necessarily like uh, actively seeking to take away necessarily, right? Yeah. The first one is have no other gods before God. That's well, you know, if you're writing something and uh, you're trying to put, you know, if you're trying to get people, well, I don't know. Never mind. Okay, uh, let's first first things first. Murder. Take my wife slash girlfriend. Right. Steal. Steal from me anything. Right. What's, what's the other ones? There's a, yeah, there's, we're going to get into that. Okay. So so we'll, we'll hold those as top three. Yeah. For now. That's a good one. Where's lie at for you? Again, like since... Lying like, is in all three. If you murder someone, you're going to lie. If you take my wife, you're going to lie. And if I you don't steal like being me, lied to. Lie. I hate it. Like it, it, when I get lied to, I feel like that that person thinks I'm stupid enough to believe them. Hmm. So it's insulting. Have almost. you ever been stupid enough to believe a lie? Yeah, I have. Hmm. And I've also been, like, naive enough and, like, hopeful enough to believe. You know, you trick yourself into believing lies sometimes. If I, this is kind of where I'm going with it, and then we're going to go, we'll read some of the Ten Commandments and talk about it. Is is that cool? It's kind of off the interview and where I wanted to go. We're we're good. good. It's good. And we could do more than these. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll do more than this one, I think. I feel like you and I are going to have more than one episode, maybe, over time. Okay, so, if I uh, lie to you, about uh, trying to sleep with your wife. Let's say you're married, and I'm attempting to court your wife, and I'm misleading, and I lie to you during the process. Whether you found out I lied or not, is it enough for our relationship, you and me, for me to go to the Catholic priest and say my Hail Marys and tell him 
Does that fix you and me? Hold on. Um, will you repeat that? The whole thing? Yeah. The whole thing. Now, I'm... I want to be we've, very We've clear been friends here. a lot, and scenarios is something I love to dream up. Everybody's, like, learning that about me, is I can dream up these wild scenarios. Okay. But let's say you're married, new, new married, first, okay. first year and a half. You guys don't even have arguments yet. And I start trying to pursue her. Uh-huh. You know, the same friendship we have now, you and I. Why well, wouldn't you just come to me and talk to me, dude? I have these feelings. Bro, I, I think coveting other people's wives and, and sex and stuff like that, that's a dark, dark... I, I think I put sex up above murder sometimes, man. It's a... Sex, sexual relationships sometimes can cause murder. Hand. Yeah. yeah, like... It's, it's, uh, sex is not something easy to talk about. If, if I... You know, people believe in love at first sight and you hear all these things like this, right? So mm-hmm. if, I, if you invited me to your uh, wedding reception and I saw your wife and I thought, that's the one for me. It's not an easy thing for me to come to you and talk about. Without talking to her and you just look at her and see that, wow, she's the one? She's the one for me. So then I start to try to pursue her. Okay. I say things when she's around. Oh, I like how you... I think this is something about your character, but go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. However, it is a way for me to lie and deceive you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Me and your wife never sleep together. Nothing happens. She doesn't even really catch on. But at some point, you look at me and you say, man, I think that the relationship you're pursuing with my wife might be inappropriate. And I look at you and say, whoa. First, know. I'd probably go to her first. Because hey. if you guys were friends, quote, unquote, and y'all were talking and, like, developing some sort of foundation for the, you to pursue this relationship on, uh, yeah, I would, I would be like, I would probably say in a passing to her first. I'd be like, you know, y'all are getting awful chummy. Like, it's borderline inappropriate. Yeah. Which, and again, if she doesn't realize that's what I'm doing, then she'll be quick to, to cut me off and say, Brad, oh, I, I won't continue that relationship with him if sure. you feel inappropriate. However, I may have in my heart been pursuing her, and when you confront me, I look at you and say, what? No. My question to you is not that. No. I'm coming to your wife. I'm lying to your face. Is it enough restoration and redemption for me to go to the Catholic priest at my local? Well, I think maybe for you it, it might wash your soul clean or whatever, like, get you to feeling where you need to be, but not for me. Like, uh, like you're not going to be all right in my eyes, but maybe, like, if you believe that, like, they, maybe you'll be in, in no, like, good standing with the Lord. I don't know. It's all about what you believe, man. So if we go back, um, what if I pursued your wife and we had a relationship that was in secret for four years? Do you think I should go to hell for that if it exists? Well, if it exists, you're probably going to hell because I'll probably kill you. That's a perfect point, right? Let's say you caught me in the act. So there's no, I didn't have any time. You came in, Andy Dufresne. I didn't have any time to make it to Catholic Mass and say my Hail Marys. I take two to the back of the head. Actually, I wouldn't do it. Do I deserve hell? I mean, that's. Do you deserve hell? What, what, if you were God, what would deserve hell? Not putting any (laughs) other God. This is what is interesting to me. The Ten Commandments are written like this, they're supposed to be written for Moses from God, right? You shall have no other gods before me. And then two is, you shall not make idols. Meaning what? What's that mean? Well, to me, I always thought a god above him would be an idol. Oh, an idol. I thought, like, uh, idol, like, I'd like Oh, like idol hand. Yeah. Oh, I-D-O-L. Okay. You shall not make an idol. I-D-O-L. You should not make an idol. That's the second one. So the first one is respect God for who he is, which I've been learning because the Romans cut Christians' heads off. I don't know if you knew this or not but they did not harm the Jews. And when I started trying to dive into why that happened, I found out that 
the Romans actually respected the Jewish God, but they didn't, res they didn't respect Christ. Okay. So that's why they were doing it. When Christians put Christ above Caesar, they killed him. They, um. But Jews could put their God above Caesar, the God of Moses that wrote the Ten Commandments, and the Romans were okay with it. I'm very fond of the Jews these days as well. That God said, don't put other gods ahead of me. And then that God said, do not make idols. I-D-O-L. And he made that much more important than murder. Well, I want to show you how much more important he made it than murder in a second. It's crazy. I think, but like, I think like when, when the, they were coming up with these, it was the same, they had like the same uh, mindset that they don't want to, someone else to come up with a clever idea to like make them believe what they believe. So they like Ooh. set those in the two, like, you know, you, you, this else. was a chess move. They were putting the they, yeah. the rook where the king was going to go at the same time. Or they the saw three moves gonna... ahead of like the next clever person, and I, this is what I believe. And when you say they, do you mean Moses? I believe whoever came up with the, with those commandments or whoever set this religion in 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 a, like you know effect many moves ago. I got you. Um, I don't, yeah. The the whole first three commandments, because you know what the third one is. Do you know the third one? And are we, and I, just in our conversation between you and me, right. are we uh, going to set the, the idea that God set these as the most important from list one know. to ten? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, like, I always wondered, like, if this was, like, in order, like, of importance. Like, because it seems like it should be, right? <laughs> I've, I've read my Bible, and I'm, uh, you know, so for me, um, they're all the same. They all have the same consequence to them. If I murder someone or I don't keep the Sabbath holy, it's all the same consequence. Then why write the why why have them listed in in numerical order? I mean, we're going with it right now in this conversation. We're going with it's listed from a level of importance, which okay. is interesting. Thou shalt not make, have any other god above me, and then do not make an idol. And then number three is do not take the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Which has the same consequence, religious-wise, as keeping the Sabbath holy. They're awfully concerned about you uh, speaking ill and doing, putting other people in front. They want to make your God the uh, the most, like the perfect. I don't know. They want it to be important. <laughs> Number four is the Sabbath. What is the So that's the idea why we go to church on Sunday. It's the seventh day, right? So you know the seventh day theory of creation. Yeah. He rested. He did. The Sabbath is the day he rested. We're, everybody has different theories on the Sabbath. I have a friend, a Christian friend now who says we should keep the Sabbath. Um, and then she gets real into it. So if, if, you know, I have another Christian friend that says, oh, we do because we go to church that day. But then we watch football and we do, you know, play video games. And she thinks we shouldn't do that or play golf. We should just be in our word and praying that whole day. Yeah, I had a conversation the other day about uh, not have or not having a better uh, relationship with the Lord because of football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a thing. Um, then number five says honor your father and your mother. I like that one. No matter who the parent is. No. That's, <laughs> no, I do not. I think that's a good point. It's, it's been the age-old argument, I think. Um, 
you know what? Maybe maybe there's a gray area to all of these. I don't know. I think the idea uh, from the from the Mosaic Law is that your mother and father would be keeping these laws. What? The first Ten Commandments. The idea is your mom and your dad are going to keep these Ten Commandments. Okay. So honor them. But what we found out is time, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. time rolls on is mom and dad don't always yeah, keep the Yeah, they're not always the, the ideal <laughs> models. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Life no, happens. Number six is murder. Six. We put obeying your parents above murder. Well, if they're again, if they're good parents and they teach you the right things that you're supposed to do, then they'll teach you not to murder. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe like that they they, they assume that like you know you should know all the right stuff and all the right. So here's house. I'm going to show you something <clears throat> interesting. Number seven is do not commit adultery. I heard yesterday, and I'm not saying it's fact. It's just what I heard. That the difference between fornication and adultery is that the parties in adultery are committed to someone else, legally in marriage. Okay. And fornication, no one's committed. It's just sex outside of marriage. Well, I was telling you, man, like technically, my girlfriend's still married, but they've been sp split up for many moons now. So, so yeah, I'm you, all over this. According list. to the Mosaic Law and the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. you're committing adultery, your wife's committing adultery, and it's equal consequence as murder. Sure. Number eight. You shall not steal. Nine says, and I always like the way it was worded. You shall not bear, bear false witness against your neighbor. So we were talking about lies mm -hmm. ten minutes ago. This one says you shall not lie, but it's specific. I shall not lie to hurt my neighbor. All right. Right? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So it, it almost, in the Ten Commandment-wise... Telling my wife she looks pretty in that dress seems to be okay. I, it, I, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm talking. We're talking. We're two uh, men talking about the Ten Commandments. Uh, <laughs> I don't like, dude. Like, it's all subjective. Like, it's all. It's like, how do you want to perceive it? Like, you know, like all these things affect other people differently. How I see it, like if you want to, if you want to say a dress is pretty, or to like compliment someone to make them feel better about themselves if they're having a, a bad day, I personally feel that that's okay. I, matter of fact, I, I think it's more than okay. I think it's nice. I think you're going it's you're nice. out of your way to be nice, and I think that that's you got to put that in the pro column. But however, like we're sitting here reading these, and you know that says that you should spend a, eternity in fire and brimstone, like. The last one is, you shall not covet, period. I think that's a natural thing to, like, see something and want it. I know. I, I've sat next to somebody. I Well, first time, I worked at Steak and Shake, and this kid, it was over in Johns Creek, and this kid pulled up in, like, a Porsche 911 thing. He was, like, 16 or 17, and he kind of couldn't even engage the right. clutch, and he was trying to drive off, and I thought the most wicked thoughts about him, his dad... And I just, you know, I feel like that is sin, probably, to think nasty things about people. But um, that's coveting. So anyway, I said all that to say, out of those ten that we went by, which one of them do you think are fixed by Hail Marys? And uh, lying, coveting, uh, bear 
false when this, um, I think, uh, speaking the names, or uh, the Lord's name in vain. Oh. I, I love that one, by the way. Like, my kids started cussing around 13, and I let them say some of the common cuss words without too much reaction, unless they were around their mom, because my, their mom didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, but the Lord's name in vain, man, I will, I will get onto them still today, but I don't, I don't know why that one pierces my... Well, it always has. It affects certain people certain ways. My mom will yell at me sometimes. For the Lord's name? Sure. But then sometimes she'll say it herself, so... So, if you were God, mm -hmm. and I committed adultery, lied about it, and then murdered the husband of the wife, would I deserve hell? If you committed murder? All three of them. I lied, slept with a married woman, and then killed her husband when he found out. Yeah, I think you deserve hell if you commit murder. Fair enough. Um, Unless you're trying to save something. See, there's a gray area. <laughs> you know? You it's like uh, I heard someone talking about abortion laws the other day, and they said if, specifically what the man said, he was an older man, and he said, if you uh, perform abortion for any reason but to save the mother, it is murder. And in my head, I was heard this vegan woman that I used to know saying, you know, if you eat a cow, you're murdering the cow. So... Really, even if you're doing it to save the woman's life, you're still murdering the baby. You're just doing it to save, right. save the woman's life. Now it's changed why you're doing it. Reason is a tricky thing sometimes. It's wild, right? Okay, so that whole conversation mm -hmm. to say you're going to Catholic Mass tomorrow? I said it's up in the air. I don't know. depends on, like, what time uh, I get to bed and these monsters keep me awake. Well, very good. You know, I, 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 it's something that, like, I'm definitely not opposed to doing. But to talk about it and actually get up and pull the trigger on it and, you know, get a, get dressed, go out in the cold, and walk away from everybody, it's, it's a totally different thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, this went a lot different than I thought it was going to go. I, th that's it? We're just going to talk about the commandments? No, I mean, I, I really didn't want to do that, but we used a lot of time. What would, what, where would you like to go? I don't know. I just, I'll go wherever you take me, man. All right. So the next thing that I did want to chat with you about is your brother. Mm -hmm. um, I suffer from alcoholism and addiction. And that's one thing I knew about Jimmy is he suffered from addiction. He did. He did. Um, you want to talk about it? Sure. You want me to ask specific questions? Here's, can, here's can one specific. Early on, you're older or younger than Jimmy? I was four years younger than or I oh, am. Your, he was your big brother. Of course, he's my best friend, man. Um, how long was he addicted? Um, he, let's see, when he opened or started running his own company, I was 22. So, 2005, maybe. Okay. He'd come home from work, he'd have aching knees, and I mean, I can't put all the blame on her, but she, instead of giving her, uh, giving him ibuprofen, she would give him Percocets. They were prescribed to her? No. They, I mean, maybe sometimes, but, like, they, she just always had pills. And, like, it was before, like, the big uh, epidemic and the opioid crisis. And, like, just people weren't so savvy and, like, didn't, they weren't, you know, up to date on all of their, you know, pill knowledge. Like, they, they, you know, maybe people took them for a good time every once in a while or, like, you know, like it wasn't going to lead to anything. Then it, it can't destroy families, sure. Sure, sure. 
Did he ever try to get sober? From 2000, he, what year did he pass, Brad? Uh, 2016. So it, was it an 11-year consistent feat? It was. It, it progressively got worse. You know, started off taking uh, those for a little bit, and then uh, you know you, you graduate to, to to bigger milligrams, then eventually to Roxy's, and then you know the, then the nation caught on to it, and then they stopped writing the scripts for the Roxy's, and uh, you don't want to feel sick, man, and like uh, so you you do something that you never thought you'd do, and. Uh, then you find yourself, uh, you find yourself in a bad spot, you know. So did he ever try to get clean? Dude, he was in rehab. He got kicked out of rehab two weeks before he died to the day. And it's like she, he was in rehab. He was doing fantastic, dude. I hadn't seen my brother, that guy, in a long time, and I was super stoked. And uh, so after he passed, like I just called, I called up to the rehab center, you know, maybe to let them know, but they already knew. Somehow, yeah. yeah. Um, I called up there and I was like, well, "Well, what happened?" You know, like because they couldn't tell me. I called before when he, he was alive, and uh, they couldn't tell me why he got kicked out because I knew his story was was BS. And uh, so I called up there, but they couldn't tell me because of HIPAA. And but after he passed, they told me it was like, "Yeah, man, like uh, that girl was poison for him." These are their words, not mine. There, she was poison. She was coming up there. Uh, asking him for money all the time, saying it was for the kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, getting money from him, coming up there, and, like, letting him see that she was messed up. And, like, dude, like, I don't care how strong you are. Like, you, like you're, you're in, you're still in rehab, inpatient rehab. It's still very fresh. And, like, you can only bring, like, dude, even the strongest man's going to, like, yeah, you know, eventually it's, you're going to crack. She, she should have stayed away. She actually, the deal was that they were both going to go to rehab, and then she didn't, of course. But that's fine. She should have just stayed away then. But she didn't, and so Jimmy was doing great, and then he got kicked out. He, like he, he caved, or did he cave? He, he relapsed, and then that night, like somebody I guess said that you know he he looked like he was on something. Did the test, kicked out. Two weeks later, dead. Was it fentanyl? Yeah. Yeah. So during his um, recovery program, was there like a, a religious part of the recovery, or was it was just pretty I, much oversight I, kept him clean? I think he said that uh, you know it was a part of their day or whatever. But I'm not sure if he bought. I don't think he bought into um, the religious aspect of it, but. Um, you know, we spoke about it a few times, and his his answer was like, "I hope, I yeah. hope." Yeah. So, do you ever feel that way? Like you hope Jimmy's in heaven or something? Um, life and... No, I try not. I like I well, I don't try. Like I I don't. I just don't think that I. You know, people. Uh, you know, talk about Jimmy. Like my mom would be like, "Oh well, I know Jimmy and Ethan are walking around in heaven." It's like. Good. I'm glad you know that. Like I'm, like, I'm glad that that gets you through the day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so you don't want to. You don't want to like tell your mom that. You know. Well, why would I want to like, you know, try to try to step on her day? Like, like, yeah. uh, like she's not hurting anybody. But like that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't think you should actively like like intentionally try to like 
like ruin someone's day or try to convince them otherwise that their beliefs are wrong or like anything like that. Like I just like, well, if they're not hurting anybody, want to believe what they're doing? Yeah, it gets from through. Now, Jimmy's wife—they were married. Or? They were not technically. They uh, they were together like uh, like I don't know over a decade and never married. Off off of Mike, you shared with me that your stepdad is taking care of his boys now. So yeah. she's obviously not. Well, uh, funny thing is, like, uh, after Jimmy died, he died in November. That March, she got caught with some heroin and went and did a year in prison. Hmm. And finally, when she was in prison, she finally signed over custody to my parents. Like, they always lived with them, but they never would sign custody because, like, that's the final written I'll be all, you know? Because yeah. then it's legal. Yeah. But, like, the, my parents were like, please just do it so we can give insurance on these kids while you're, you know, in prison or whatever. And, uh, well, she's, she's out now, uh, but she seems to be doing, you know, the right thing. Uh, I hope for their sake she is, you know. Yeah. Well, I always like to see people get clean. I, well, you know, like, like I, I think she, she may be, uh, she may be one of them. I think, um, what do you think about this conversation where we're talking about Jimmy's, uh, when, you remember when we hung out that, that summer, you, me, and him? Yeah, we were like, playing, playing cards at Diamond Dave and stuff. He seemed like he was okay. Um, he was saying a lot with me, uh, he was dealing cards then a lot, and that's, I don't know if you know anything about, well, like, when you have to stay up all night and be fast and deal cards, opioids are gonna, like, really slow you down and put a a kink and all that so he was he was doing uh i think a lot of adderalls then okay he's like gotcha so um your your story that so in in the christian community um testimonies are real powerful obviously we all think everything is for a purpose mm -hmm. um do you think everything's random yeah you, you also share with me that we have guidelines or paths you remember saying that about what? I don't remember. We were having lunch and we were talking about life and morals and ethicals and all that ethical stuff. And you said you kind of have a path. You kind of have like a. Well, yeah. I, I said you can get set down a path, but like be like nurtured down a path. I don't think that you are. I don't think you're destined to do anything. I think that like uh, environment and community and like you know there are outside forces that will send you down. Uh, one way or the other, and you know, if you if you are you're caught between a, a hard choice, I think I think parenting will come into play. Yeah. Yeah. You think law, like whatever law of the land where you live. Some people also... like it, it. It will make some. I know that my mom has not murdered because of law. I know she want, has wanted to, and, my and the father, only thing that kept her. Yeah. Was and, legally she would have. Right. Like when my brother died, dude, my family wanted to kill her. Yeah, yeah. Could, like she was uh, really blamed her. Yeah, for we it. really like uh, really pointed the finger at her. I don't, I don't know. Really, I think they still harbor uh, a lot of that. But uh, like, I've, I've gone and since moved on. Do you think time, time heals, or do you think you time practice? definitely heals, man? Like, if anybody like says it wouldn't, I'm a prime example of time heals, and it does time. It, it heals all. Uh, you may never, you you know, you may not lose the scar, but the scar will, will get dimmer and, and it'll be less, less noticeable. For sure.
know? Like, if you go back to when Jimmy died, man, like, you couldn't even say his name, and I'd, I'd break down. I remember, yeah. Now, you know, uh, we make jokes uh, about Jimmy. Like, it's like, oh, like, last night, I was talking to a friend. I was like, yeah, I was telling the story about, like, uh, my mom and Jimmy were talking, and he was like, was that recently? And, you know, obviously it wasn't recently. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's just time. It, it does. It, it, I've, seen, I've seen that. I've seen uh, a sense of humor come out of it. And I, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's healthy, but I don't know, you know. So for me, I, I haven't had a whole lot of, you know, some, I had some friends die when I was in high school, but I didn't have a lot of time to get that close to them. Right. Um, my brother is still alive. And there's some friends that are, people are starting to die now, but we're older. Yeah, um, and a lot of them get sick. That old though, where you should be. I'm getting old. There's a. I, I mean, I guess. Are you in your 40s yet? Not, bro. I got two more years. A lot of people start dying after 40. It's, it's... My the, my cousin David, like he was in his 30s when he died from colon cancer. Yeah, it starts... my doctor was talking about colonoscopies the other day. I was like, oh god. Yeah, it's wild. Um. Yeah, man. I, this is a good conversation. So, you'll do this with me again? Absolutely, absolutely. It's good because. You're divorced. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, well, I was technically never married either. I was engaged to the same person twice. I did not know that. Yeah, we never did it. I thought Jess was your wife. And everybody did. Like, I mean, it was. It basically was. We just we were husband and wife without the paper. You know. Can I tell you something a little crazy? Because sure. I know you think I'm, I'm schizo. When I met you, mm-hmm. I knew we'd be friends forever. I, w- I was hopeful. I saw that uh, you and uh, the guy that we worked with uh, had a really good. <laughs> You know, dynamic, and I was like, oh, well, I'd like to be a part of that. Like, is that, is that, yeah, what that, that was my you coveted my relationship? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a stepbrother. I, man, you know, him too. I, I don't I don't get to talk to him anymore, but I, you know. I see him on Facebook and stuff. I, he, he was a benefit to me later on in my life, a couple of years after we worked together. I had a crisis, and he happened to be managing. And he, he gave me a leg up and then left. It was the weirdest thing. You know who else? Oh, I, I gotta throw this name out. Maybe I'll just blank it out. You remember Brett? Yeah, Brett's. Uh, yeah. He has played these little roles in my life for a second, and then he disappears. How? Well, one example that I, I love sharing um, because it taught me about privilege in America and stuff like that. My daughter, when she turned fourteen, we started looking for work for uh-huh. her to do, and all of her friends were getting hired at Publix and Chick Fil A and Town Lake. Sure. But she couldn't get hired. I, I prayed. I went and talked to the boss myself. I went with her. She worked very hard trying to get hired. Chick-fil-A and Publix would not hire my kid when she was 14. Didn't you have to be 15? No, they were hiring these kids at 14. Okay. So she went into 15 without having a job. We tried all that year, and she couldn't get one. Turns 15, we start again. Publix, Chick-fil-A won't hire her. She's willing to take anything at this point. Doesn't have anything. After a Sunday school at church, we go to Canyons in Woodstock and sit down to eat. And the hiring manager at Canyons is Brett. I'm not kidding. And he comes over and says, I'm, I'm eating. Her and I are talking. Like, where is she going to go? You know, what, what kind of things do we think she could do? And he comes over and says, your daughter need a job? And, I, and we both were like, yeah, he hired her. And they fired him four days later. And I haven't talked to him no since. It, it, little things like this have happened since I met him. I will, I'll run. I, well, it, it, that was the last significant thing. But 
I would run into him and then never see him again. It was, it was just little weird things. I, I'm having a hard time with purpose, man. I'm, I really don't think it's random. I, really, I don't think that time you took me fishing was random. Well, it wasn't because we set it up. Like, we planned it. But I hated it. Right? I hate we, fishing. We did it for several hours. We even moved spots. It was terrible. You didn't even catch anything. No. I mean, you're a master. But, but, that was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, one of the low points of my life. That's why you did it, man. Like, you're just being a buddy, I think. Even though, you know. But I was at a low point, and I needed a good talking. So we talked. I think that's why you did it. I also find it quite coincidental that your ex-wife is in recovery. I... Coincidental? Uh, I'm in recovery, and I love the program she's in. Maybe, and you I, went through a period of hating my program. I <laughs> I do not hate, no longer hate your program. Uh, you know, if people want a date or whatever. Like, I was very bitter then. I, I, I called her husband the other day. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the dude. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's awesome. I went to over, me, it's almost a miracle, because I remember when you didn't like the dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I went over, I had Christmas with him this year. It's I a went, miracle I went me. and saw Jess's family, and, like, he was there. I know you don't see it as a miracle, but I see it as a miracle. Um, and I, where, where's Jess at with all this? If I was having this conversation with Jess, is she religious? She would love it. She, well, she, she, she obviously, like, uh, has, has gotten a little more religious as the more that she's bought into the program. They're like, yeah, I think so. Like, her, um, her husband is like an ordained minister. They went out. I did not know that. Yeah, they went, they just drove out to Las Vegas to marry another couple that are in recovery that, that married them. Come on. Them, they, uh, that guy married them on t- at, at Tybee. There's a Bible verse, and I know, you know, you love reading the Bible. I do, yeah. But there, there's a Bible verse that says, all of creation. Uh, sings the glory of God. And when we talk about these stories, I feel like this is creation telling me that there is a God. Like, I feel, like, I'm like, <laughs> it's, the, it, stuff's too cool, it's too... And that makes you feel good. I mean, yeah, I feel good. Then that makes me feel good. I know. I'm just, I, I'm not trying to put anything on you. I just wonder how you can't see it. This isn't weird to you? You asked me earlier... What what's more important, numbers or letters? Yeah? Mm, yeah. Alright, well numbers make sense. Two plus two equals four. And the numbers don't add up to for me to see a God. Like I mean it's just like it doesn't make like if it doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. Okay, so I wanna I want to do one thing before we stop this recording. All right. And it's going to be reading out of the Bible. Is that okay? That's fine. I, I, again, I'm not trying to... I, you, you know how I am. I'm, I love our cops. Okay. So I'm going to... I want to... Oh, man. I just pulled the thing out. So oh, stupid. buddy. Gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm really fumbling around with this. That's fine. I'm going to leave that in the, in the... When I post it. And we're back. When I post it, you're going to share it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Even though we've talked about... Yeah. Are you cool? Yeah. Okay. Man, people know me. Do you know what the first book of the Bible is? I don't know anything about that. I, I love that too, man. What in the world do you do with all your time? I, uh, you know, I try to keep busy. Uh, <laughs> I've de- developed a lot of hobbies. You know, my, you know the basic stories, right? You know Noah. Uh, he built, built the ark. ship. Okay, good. Yeah. You know Moses split the sea. Uh, yeah, the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Moses also wrote the first five books. I didn't even know there was five books. 
Oh, there's a ton of books. I thought it was just one book. I thought it was the Bible. Or maybe two oh, books. Oh, no. The one and the new one. That's, the Bible is made up of a bunch of... So it's a collection of stories. Can we do this again? <laughs> we, <laughs> there's a lineage. There's a, uh, a lineage of Jesus where he came from. All of his descendants. The, Jesus from Nazareth? Yeah, the, the one uh, starting with Mary and then going all her grand, grand, great-grandparents all the way back. Okay. There's a lineage, right? And we're getting into this. Me and a buddy of mine want to start studying each one. Their stories are so random, but yet coincidental to where they had to happen this way for Jesus to come from Mary. It was, it's, it's, I would like to share it with you sometime if you would give me the time. But, all right, so this is the first book of the Bible. Uh-huh. It's Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to read verse 1 through 5. Okay. okay. In the beginning is verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. In verse 5, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. That was the first day. Out of all the words, the alphabet, what was the most common theme out of that paragraph? What was the common theme? God? What are you talking about? Like- yeah, that's, that's exactly the answer I got last time I asked the question, because you hear in the words of the alphabet, all the Separated, letters. maybe? I don't know. You hear God created, Spirit of God, God saw, God said, God called. So God is one of the most common words used. But there's a more common word when I read it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, 4, 5, on the first day. Numbers is God's thing, man. It's always been. Always been God's thing. Uh, see, like somebody wrote that, though. That, that's, that would be their thing. That would be the author's thing. So you feel Moses created the numerical system? Whoever wrote the the the, the Bible is 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 the, the the author of that is that would be their thing. It would be God, like the. So the seven day theory isn't God's seven days. That's Moses' seven days, or it could be King James seven days, or whoever's put this final translation together for us to read. No, 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 I'm saying like he wrote like he wrote the format. Like whoever wrote the the Bible, like that's the format, and like the format is using the numbers, the outline. Okay, on another number topic, um, two plus two is four. Uh, yeah. If the two heathens, the oldest one said, you know who I'm talking about? No, I thought you were talking about me and Jimmy. We're buying a dictionary today, right? Yeah. For a couple of heathens? Yeah. <laughs> if, the, if heathen number one being the oldest heathen said two plus four is six, uh-huh. and heathen number two being the youngest heathen said two plus four, I mean two plus two is eight, uh-huh. All right, two plus two is six, two plus two is eight. Hold on, two plus start four over. is six. Uh, I didn't mean to say two plus five, I misspoke. Can I start over? Okay, Let me start over, okay. All right, let's do it. Oldest son says two plus two is six. Youngest son says two plus two is eight. Okay. Which one gets a, a good grade? If the grading score is zero to 100, who gets a better grade? Two plus two is six or two plus two is eight? No one gets a better grade, they're both wrong. They're both they're wrong. Zero. Okay, so my, my final thing is, uh, Are you going to trap me in some point? I can't say it. I can't say it. I'm going to wait till next time. 
Oh, what a cliffhanger. I messed you up, didn't I? Uh, no, we're good. Um, God made one way. Two plus two is four. There's only one way. That's right. All the other ways are six, eight, ten. But apparently they te- they're teaching a new way to do math in schools. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. That's episode one. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to call it episode one. Right on. I'm going to share it. I'm going to text you the link to the Apple podcast. Okay. Will you please share it? Will do. And then listen to the other ones. I will. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. Thank you for joining Antioch Speaks on that uh, wonderful adventure, and I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, visit us again uh, wherever you get your favorite podcast and antiochspeaks.com. Send us an email. Get involved. You can be interviewed. You can uh, write a blog. There's a number of different things. We need your help. Thank you so much.